This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the Leaded WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling of AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, folks, J-Rod here. So first things first, I want to say happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Uh, For those who are dads or those who are not fathers but their dads are still around, or if you guys don't have a father, but if you guys, you know what I mean. So, speaking of fathers, as you know, I want to say congratulations to Cody Rhodes and his wife, Brandy, on the birth of their baby girl named Liberty Iris Reynolds, who was born this past Friday, which is just in time for Cody to celebrate his first Father's Day as a father. I couldn't be so happy to hear that he is now, you know evolving growing and all that and i know deep down he wishes that dusty uh, dusty Rhodes, the american dream would have loved to get to know his granddaughter which is very saddened but i know he'll be looking on you know seeing how proud his son is but i think it's time to end this sentimental part and move forward now as you guys may or may not have heard recently news came around that shauna if you guys know who she is, she's this Portuguese-born slash uh, French wrestler um, who has been working with AEW since 2019. Let's give a brief background of her. Uh, she wrestled with many promotions in the past, like German Wrestling Federation, Women Superstar Uncensored, uh, various British wrestling circuit circuits like uh, Pro Wrestling Eve, Kamusaki Pro, TNA, and Stardom. However, her biggest accomplishment was, of course, joining AEW, which she debuted on October 30th, where she was in the match against uh, Hikaru Shida, which was a losing effort. But it did told that she was, in fact, signed a three-year deal with the company. However, in 2020, you know what happened. We went all went to hell because of the pandemic. You know how that is. You know, the pandemic changed things for us. We were like stuck while well, she was also stuck in france along with her boyfriend who's also a wrestler there was no indication when she'll be back i was like following her social media i was like asking myself will she ever come back but of course the real um how do i say question was i don't know how the the restriction was in is in france with the whole pandemic they were dealing down there and that, that kind of was understandable but she did finally make her return on December 1st of 2020. She normally has been um, appearing in, um, in Dark and Elevation. But, when new, but here's the thing. She was released, but apparently it was foretold that, um, how do I say, they did not renew her contract. Now, that kind of was odd to me. So there was a lot of t- speculation by many fans wondering what's going on there. Where she felt like uh, AEW were not treating well or anything. Uh, Whatever the scenario was, I just could not understand that myself. But, new information rose. This one was coming from Fightful Select. That, it turned out since Shauna returned, she was mistreating the enhancement talent. Like, wrestlers are, are currently in the independence she was mistreating them badly and i'm like what the fudge and it made perfect sense why they did not renew her contract they don't want a disgruntled employee 
mistreating people like that. And you probably ask yourselves that they made the right call. In my opinion, I think several fans, they probably would agree it was the right call. Reason is this. If you guys recall not too long ago, Ivelisse was dismissed from AEW as a regular guest or making appearances because there was backstage heat between her and the coaches in the back. And that's pretty much what happened. But it did reveal that this was not the first time Ivelisse had an attitude problem. And everybody agreed that, okay, AEW did the right choice. Now, some of you may compare, wait a minute, we heard rumors about WWE that there are people that keep fighting, like people don't like each other. and certain. That's true. But AEW are trying to keep this a free working environment for everyone. And they're not going to tolerate with people like Ivelisse and possibly now Shauna with their attitude. So that kind of explained why. Now, there's still no indication about Shauna's status, what she's going to do now since she's no longer working with AEW and all that stuff. But... It, it, it's still unclear. Like, sh- I, I, I've been following on her Twitter and nothing popped up. There was a, a, something that she put out there and I forgot what it was. But it's still in, under, in no indication. But I, I'm, I think many fans want to hear her side of the story. Because you know that old term. There's two sides in the same coin. In the, two sides of every coin of a story. We now know one side of the story where, of course, she was, this reports were coming in saying she mistreated the... Uh, talent who were just being hired to be on dark and elevation but what is her side of the story so basically we don't know it's the same thing we still don't know about much about evil east you know but do we think shauna will be signed with anybody i don't know because that's the last thing we need i know that prior before the AEW, she did state it on an interview during an AEW dark uh event how she was about to give up wrestling because wwe had no interest in hiring her TNA said that her weight at 10 pounds, I mean, that's kind of hurtful, but it's still unclear if she will be with any company in the U.S. I mean, the only ones I can try to think of is either Impact or Ring of Honor or possibly MLW if they're considering having women wrestlers because they've been, that was one of the priorities they've been considering and having, but still nothing on that front, but I'll keep tabs on it, but, uh, well, as for Shauna, we will try to follow more on what's going on in the near future. Hopefully, this won't be the last we see of her at all. Now, some interesting developments that took place. As you know, this past April 15, which was pretty much not ironic, but more what the fudge. Samoa Joe was released on April 15, which was one year after the infamous Black Wednesday where WWE released 40-plus employees. That includes uh, wrestlers. And Samoa Joe was amongst 10 wrestlers that were released on that particular day this past this year. And I was like deep shock about it. Now, we do know Samoa Joe hasn't been wrestling for a while because of the concussion. And there's been a lot of talk about this from many times over. Like, what is Samoa Joe going to do now? There's speculations that, oh, he's going to go to AW. Others saying he probably go, will go back to Impact, which made him what he is. Or who knows what what they what would happen. Uh, there was a tease they were going to put him involved in Slammiversary. But however, it was later revealed that they were planning to bring jo- Samoa Joe back, but this time with NXT. It, but here's the thing, into what? 
you know that was the 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 main point that we were trying to find out what is it they want to bring him back for as a wrestler because we know that this that he was not cleared to wrestle by WWE doctors which who if you guys know this or not WWE doctors in my opinion are a bunch of shitholes because they say one thing and then real doctors say another you know so I don't know but later it was revealed in this past NXT he was supposed to be the general manager for NXT per um, William Regal saying that things need to change. But however, Samoa Joe decided to become an enforcer. Now, this is something cool. I mean, I already seen this with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day when he was still with WWE. And then, of course, Bully Ray with Ring of Honor. But I think some the, the first night was pretty cool. You know, I have to say where he choked out Adam Cole. No wrongdoing on that but i'm starting to think this is just a little too similar to what happened to daniel bryan if you guys recall daniel bryan was um not medically cleared to wrestle now you guys remember this controversy that took place that daniel bryan was considering leaving wwe if they don't allow him to wrestle again wwe doctors say he can't wrestle but he was getting information from outside doctors outside of wwe that he is cleared so I, I feel like this is the same kind of crap that they're doing with Samoa Joe. They're saying he's not cleared. Okay. Has Samoa Joe talked to a regular doctor to find out is he cleared or not? And that's the thing. And I'm assuming they might, the WWE want to keep this quiet because I have, look, I, I want to be honest with you guys. The WWE doctors are full of shit. They say one thing. Look what happened with Andrade. They were saying that, hey, that Charlotte might be pregnant. And that whole thing was a, fo- a, a bunch of crap. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's too similar to what happened to Daniel Bryan. But I just hope Samoa Joe goes back to wrestling. That's what I would love to see him in, you know. But we'll just wait and see what's going to go down. Because this is kind of weird for me For my, for me to, to see what has been happening, you know, with Joe. I mean, first he was released and now he's back. And, of course, we were, there were teases about him going to Impact. That's one of the things that many of us were expecting. But I say I'm okay with this, but I feel right now this is, like, too similar to what happened to Daniel Bryan. But I have to say NXT is a much better brand than Raw and SmackDown combined. Excuse me, I had to take a sip. Now... Any of you guys are MLW fans, which is the Major League Wrestling brand. As you guys know, you may have heard of this woman named Selena De La Renta, who is who does an outstanding look as a villain, plays manager. She was a wrestler for a while until she busted her knee. And she played a very good manager role in Major League Wrestling. She, you know, she managed uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, she managed, um, who else? Low key, and then after that, Los Parks. But we haven't seen her since then. But reports were coming in saying that she's no longer working with MLW. And to me, that was like, wow, that's a bit of surprise. But however, it was reported by Fightful Select that um, she was spotted at the WWE Performance Center. And I was like, what? That's kind of interesting to hear. Um, 
Be- reports, but Meltzer did report it that WWE did had an interest in her, in uh, when while she was still with MLW, and I'm like thinking, okay, either she's gonna be a playing role as a manager or as a wrestler because it's still unclear whether she's gonna go back as a wrestler because she said she busted her knee, but I mean, look, I haven't seen her much as a wrestler, but as a manager, yes, she plays that role pretty well. I mean, she plays like the the devil's daughter, if you guys ever get to see her. She she does. And she's really, really good at it. And I have to say, maybe that's one of the things that maybe WWE are missing. We need good manager roles in WWE. And that's something that it plays out well. You know, I mean, we've seen that many times over. But you probably ask, how did this... How did... uh? Her tenure with MLW ended. Uh, this is how it ends. The last couple of weeks or months, uh, there was revealed about a a revival of Lucha Underground called Azteca Underground. Um, apparently, Azteca Underground bought Celia De Laurenta's promotion called Dorada Promociones, which means Golden Promotion. Uh, it was unclear who bought it, and she had no idea. The, the the person that would reference her was El Jefe, but the way it goes is this the storyline. Um, Selena De Laurenta went behind El Jefe's back without approval for a match between Mil Muertes and the and of course the current uh, national openweight champion um, Alexander Hammerstone. El Jefe was displeased that she went ahead with the plan without talking to him first, and because Mil Muertes lost that match. And Jefe was pissed off, and we didn't see who it was until we saw it was uh, Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground. So that was the last time we saw her, but indication saying that she must have been sacrificed to the gods because of her failure. And I think that's a good way to conclude, because right now MLW are on not a, a hiatus, but more taking a, a break, because they are returning to televise. They're gonna, they just made a TV deal with Vice TV. It will be broadcast on the 10th of July. And, I mean, it's kind of sad that Selena De Laurenta is gone. I would love to see her on TV. But, um, I have to say, we'll see how this goes. If she does play a good manager role in WWE, the, uh, WWE will be lucky to have someone like her. But like I said, it's still unclear if she's going to wrestle. Because I don't know for sure if she... Um, if she's cleared to wrestle due to the knee injury she obtained. I, th- I think she said she had this knee injury like two or three years ago. It's still unclear how severe it was. But if she decides to stay as a manager role, I think it's a perfect fit for her. No doubt about it, you know. So we'll talk more about managers at another time. But for now, let's just keep moving forward. Now, this past episode of New Japan Strong when they had the first series of the Ignition Tour. They announced for a tag team tournament called Tag Team Turbulence. It is going to take place on the 16th of July and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. It was revealed there were eight teams that are now being involved in this and here are the teams that has been announced. We had um, the Good Brothers, both Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Clark Connors, and TJP. Um, 
the Blue Justice, Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita. Fred Yehai and Wheeler Yuta. Kevin Knight and DKZ. The West Coast Wicked Crew, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Violence Unlimited, Brody King and Chris Dickinson. And who am I missing? I think I missed the team. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, team Filthies, uh, Danny Limelight, and J.R. Kratos. They are currently one. These are the eight teams. Now, you probably ask me right now, what is the point on New Japan Strong to have attack teams? Well, here's the thing. Uh, New Japan, we all know there was no secret they want to continue on going to the Western Hemisphere to spread their brand. And that's one of the things. And right now, recently they just uh, showed their brand new title, the strong openweight title that's currently being held by, uh, what's his name, by Tom Filthy Lawler. And they said they will receive a trophy. But the real question I began to ask myself when this... Oh, sorry, guys. My cat's bugging me. Anyway... I asked myself this question. Is there going to be tag team titles involved in this? And if it is, it's going to be very interesting. Because you got to... Here, here's the reason why. It's pretty easy right now. With the with flying from Japan to the US, there is no um, quarantine. But going to Japan to... From the US to Japan, you have to be quarantined. And it, it happened already with uh, two people. Um, Maki Ito and... Rio Nizunami. But I think these are for wrestlers who are either foreigners or U.S. based. But the Japanese wrestler will maybe just a little bit. We don't know. But I don't know exactly. Now, you guys tell me what you guys think. If you guys think this is a good idea, I'm all for it. Because I'm a big fan of the tag team division since I was a kid. I'm a, I am was a big fan of the, of the Road Warriors, the Hardys, you know, those guys. And... If there is going to be tag team titles, I'm up for it because it's very interesting to watch. Now, speaking of tag teams, um, if you guys may or may not have noticed since I have a YouTube show where I review many uh, many wrestling promotions. And one of them is from Got To Move Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have this thing called the Choco Pro. Uh, which is like a, a mat wrestling. That was like one of the earlier events that Got to Move did. It's run by Emmy Sakura, who you may know she was in the very first um, AEW Double or Nothing event back in 2019 on the 25th of May of 2019. Um, it was a pretty good time seeing her, but I didn't know she ran this promotion. But watching Choco Pro kind of. Um, Made me enjoy it more. I mean, it's different, very entertaining. They have a small wrestler roster, but however, it it was not. It was categorized as Yoshi Promotion. And now, for all of you who don't know, Yoshi Promotion is based on wrestling, female Japanese wrestlers, kind of like Pure Russo type. Um, that uh, Pure Russo, however you want to call it. But I enjoyed it, and my favorite tag team. In this promotion is the current uh, tag team. Well, the titles are called the Asian Dream Tag Teams. And the current team is the Best Bros. Consistent of Mei Shiruga, who is dubbed as Big Apple. And then there's Balianaki, who's the only one of the only uh, males wrestlers in the promotion. 
And you probably ask me, why do I like this tag team? They're fun. They're very entertaining. Uh, Maki, I mean, uh, what's her name? Mei Shiruga has this energy where she screams. But whenever I watch many of the matches that the best bro do, they're very good at what they do. They're awesome. They're entertaining. If you guys never seen any of these events, you can still watch them on YouTube. All you got to do is find Choco, pro, uh, no, find Got to Move Pro Wrestling. Click on it. If you want, if you have a YouTube channel and you subscribe, take a look of the Choco Pro events. The real, real fun to watch. You know, you this is like no other promotion you wouldn't want to watch. Now, however, because I, I mentioned this and I said speaking of tag teams, it was announced that um, Choco Pro are going to have a tag league. Now, this is not uncommon in Jap in Japan. If you guys try to say, what the fuck is Tag League? Well, much like we talk about with the G1 or the N1 Victory or the Carnival the champion, the Carnival champion event, um, these are Tag Leagues where you win by point-based system. It's not an elimination match. It's mostly you have to win by points. Uh, if you guys want to know how this works... Winner gets two points, loser gets two. But if you go in a time limit draw, it, you get one point each. But however, they have to analyze the points, how far they have come, who will be most... If you're behind and somehow you were able to catch up, the one who's ahead might be eliminated. So that kind of fits in. Now, I didn't think that Choco Pro, uh, that this Choco Pro were going to have this. So they're calling this, this event... Um, I have it right here in my notes. One of a kind of tag league, which is cool. I like the name. I, I'm like, I'm enjoying it. But however, you probably ask which promotions have tag leagues. Um, there's uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Stardom, and, and many others. If you can look into it, because it's kind of fits into that. But the only most common team that they have right now in Choco Pro is once again my favorite tag team. The best bros. So basically, that's one one of the things. There have been other people like um, Pencil Army, which is consistent with uh, Emi Sakura and Minoru Fujita, along with the leader Lulu Pencil. And there's Truppy um, Kalaklimani uh, Kla, uh, or whatever they call it. It's consistent of Yuna Mizumori and Chris Brooks. Now, this will take place soon to watch because I'm very excited to see this thing because, like I said, I'm a huge tag team fanatic and Got To Move is one of the very, very favorite promotions to enjoy on YouTube whenever I get a chance to watch. So, if any of you guys out there are very interesting to see what's going on with this promotion... If you guys look at Got to Move and check check out the Choco Pro events, you'll be so impressed. You'll be uh, involved. But you know what? Let's talk about that promotion because I know some of you may or may not know. So let's talk about it right now because that way I can waste a little time for you guys. So what is it about it? The thing is, it's matte wrestling, but the entire mat is like uh, brown, like chocolate, you know. And that's pretty interesting to, to see. Uh, but if you guys want to know. Um, there have been wrestlers we know, like Ryo Nizunami made appearances there. So did uh, Riho. Uh, this is like prior before she ever left um, Japan before moving 
to the U.S. when because she has exclusive deal with AEW. But there have been many events that they had in Choco Pro. But the best thing there's they have like either two or three matches at a time. But however, if there's a big match, that will take up almost the entire show, like nearly an hour. The 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 one show to one of the shows that kind of fits to me that were awesome to watch for an hour is the eight man tag team which pencil army which consisted of like uh leader Lulu Pencil, Emi Sakura, Minoru Fujita, and of course Chris Brooks who recently quit the pencil army due to the losing efforts that they had in the past, taking on uh the egg tarts consisting uh Hagane and of course Shea Koshiakawa teaming with the best bros. Uh, that was a pretty good match, but I think my favorite one that went up to an hour is the one for the Super a- the Super Asian Championship that was between Minoru Fujita and, of course, Meishuga. That match was so intense. Now, before I move on more about this, I want to let you guys know, if you guys ever played Rock, Paper, Scissors, well, they have that. They call it Jukaman. They actually do, like, Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. Every event of Choco Pro, um, they put like one of those boards of brackets. It's elimination, if you guys must know. But the winner gets a piece of chocolate. Yeah, you probably heard that right with me because I mentioned a piece of chocolate. That works all the time. Now, do I recommend some of you guys who listen to who are listening to me to watch Got to Move Pro Wrestling with the Choco Pro events? I say yes. Look. It's entertaining, very uh, fun to watch. But here's the best part about this. Like I said, it's mat wrestling, but the mat itself is near the wall. They can use the wall in many races to slam their opponents or use it as levers, like to push off the wall. Like, you know how you see in martial arts film where the martial artist tries to run up to the wall and use that, kind of like the same thing. And there's like an o- two windows on the side, on, on, on the wall. And the fun parts are that you can use them to kick out the opponent. And that works. Or you just put them in the in the window and slam them with, of course, the sliding window. And I've seen that, like, many times over. And it was really fun, you know. And, and you can see, like, if one tag team, one of the tag teams are not the teams, that, one of the opponents that were from both sides are outside while the match is going inside the mat. It's really funny to watch. And it, it really, really fun. And I enjoyed it. So I recommend some of you, if you guys really, really want to check it out, go to Got to Move Pro Wrestling on YouTube, click the cho- find the Choco Pro events, and you'll be enjoying it. So practically right now, I'm excited for this tag league. I can't wait to see what they're gonna throw in. And I think that's pretty much it for all of you guys, you know. So I think that's it right now for this podcast episode because I got nothing else. I think I might have went fast. A because I want to see Hell in a Cell, and I'm going to review that on the on the on the YouTube channel, along with GCW's much show out uh outlaw much show, which is another event. So I think that's pretty much it. But uh, for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time, same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you guys adieu. So goodbye. Mm-hmm. And have a nice day.
Bang!